The following podcast contains spoilers for the monster. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Budden, along with your host, Miguel. I'm Happy spooky season. Yeah, there's time. The moment's it here. It is time. Seize this it. is week two of our spooktacular, six-week spooktacular, and yeah. I'm getting the chills already. <laughs> getting the chills, getting spooky up in here. Uh, yeah, how you been doing? I've been doing, man. Working my butt off and mm-hmm. and trying to work, work it back on to having it back on my my butt on my body you know <laughs> just oh, putting know. my ass back on yeah put your ass back on <laughs> clap that shit <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh. so how, 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 any see oh my god have you seen any movies this week that you would like to discuss uh i haven't seen anything i've, I've told you um privately that i've been doing a lot so uh it's been a pain but i did get to see our movie or my movie specifically mm-hmm other than that, I haven't uh, haven't been doing much, bud. Understandable, yeah, yeah. You, I, I've only seen four movies, not including the monster, because um, I had seen that previously, as we have discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I watched is The Devil All the Time, which you said you watched last week. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that has uh, Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, talk about it. <laughs> Riley Q, Jason Clark, uh, Sebastian Stan, Harley Haley Bennett, not Harley Bennett, Eliza, a whole bunch of people. There's a yeah, bunch a of lot. people in there. Uh, Robert Pattinson is also in it. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I completely understand what you're talking about with the narration. Mm-hmm. The narration kind of takes you out of it a bit. But other than that, I thought it was a phenomenal film. Yeah, same. Um, and have very little to nitpick other than the narration. Yeah. Being based on a book, I understand why they did it. But I feel like at least 50% of the um, narration could have been cut out. Yeah, I I think so, too. It uh Yeah. But other than that, everybody was phenomenal. Robert Pattinson being oh, yeah. super pervy and handsome, and I'd go to his church. <laughs> I'd give him livers or whatever the hell was on the I, table. Th- what a dick, though. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. 120%. Oh, yeah, if I, if I were anyone in there, I just would have been like, yeah, peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then I saw uh, The Broken Hearts Gallery. Uh, which is a little rom-com. Yes, I saw it on my birthday, but that was mainly because I wanted <laughs> I wanted to go to a movie theater, not because of the movie itself. Yeah. Um, this movie was okay, though. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, you know, being a rom-com, it, it had a lot of funny moments. Um, but in, in the end, it's your typical rom-com with a grand gesture at the end that no one in their right mind would do and no one in their right mind would like. Yeah. Uh, and it ultimately was gross but entertaining. Gross because of the romance, not because of the... Yeah. I have... I want to be clear about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, every time I talk about how much I don't like romance, it makes me sound like I'm probably a terrible husband. 
What I want to clarify is I don't like romance in movies. Romance in real life is fine, but romance in movies is is just cringy and bullshit and and all that. Just uh, kind of super overdone, overdramatic. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, this was fine. It had a lot of funny moments. Uh, You believed their compatibility and chemistry, but still has those cheesy, cringy moments. You know that um, that main actor. Um, I can't remember his name. He is in guy, Stranger Things. He uh, yeah, Doc Dacker, Dacker-y or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He's he's the one person that can rock a mullet and mustache oh, yeah. better than his original today look. It's so weird. It freaks oh, yeah. me out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely pulls off that '80s vibe mm-hmm. real well. Uh, and yeah, he's a good-looking dude, and. I like his voice, if that means anything to anybody. Oh. He's got a good voice. But yeah, that's that's uh, the Broken Hearts Gallery. Then I watch, I feel like I've been talking about Nick Cave a lot, and it probably sounds like I'm obsessed with him. But I've just re- recently got into his music. And I watch a documentary called One More Time with Feeling, which follows him and his band, The Bad Seeds, mm-hmm. uh, which includes Warren Ellis, who, he, who helps him on a lot of scores, uh, as they are finalizing one of their records uh like two weeks or something after one of nick cave's sons had died um and it's just kind of examining like using art to grieve and everything like that and and kind of how it changes perspective and music and everything that was really interesting very sad um but overall pretty interesting uh Funnily enough, it's rated PG, but has like a whole bunch of F words in it. Maybe because it is a documentary and they don't really think kids are going to go look for that. Yeah, understandably. Um, I don't know why it's rated PG. I have no problem with it. I'm an adult. but I mean, easily PG-13, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, other than cursing, there's nothing bad in it. So maybe that's that's why. But uh, yeah, that's uh, One More Time with Feeling, the film directed by Andrew Dominic. and then last night I went and saw The Last Shift, uh, starring Richard Jenkins, Shane Paul McGee, and Ed O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this old man uh, who has been working at a fast food restaurant for 38 years, and he's retiring, and he's training his replacement. And I wrote a review on it that is on our website. Uh, you can check that out if you want more information. Okay. Uh, but that is The Last Shift. All right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's all I watched this week. Uh, do you got any news for us, Mr. Glenjamin? I do have a, a little bit of news that I didn't actually okay. see on any, like, news websites or, like, movie-related news websites and stuff like that. Um, M. Night Shyamalan just posted on Twitter yesterday that uh, he got his first shot of his new film, Old. That's awesome. Um, which is kind of baffling that it wasn't really on any like news things i saw it on one news uh news outlet i don't remember who it was everyone i was looking at was just like fan art dc that's because people it's so film websites anymore are just superheroes and and franchises it's it's really kind of disheartening that they really only cover what uh you know the masses want Mm -hmm. and and not and i'm not saying that these shouldn't be the number one click getters. Yeah. But like, if you're going to be a a website dedicated to film, talk about everything, not just. I think that that there should at least be some film like articles before you post like, uh, like they can both be there, but like, I feel like it's oversaturated with like fan arts and stuff like this. Oh yeah. It's just like, all right, cool. Where's the actual news in there? Yeah. But 
Anyway, luckily I follow M Knight on Twitter and saw that he Same. he uh, he posted that, and I was like, oh, sick! I love M Knight. Did you I'm see so that poster? Uh, I did. It that's actually, a that's I a killer it was a poster. World War Z movie at first. I was like, it kind of looks like it. Yeah, it's called Old, and the poster is a uh, an hourglass where like the grains of sand are like. I'm assuming, people. yeah, they're people, bodies, yeah. and is honestly terrifying looking. Um, and I'm sure it's 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 probably going to be more thriller than horror, but the poster yeah. is definitely... I don't know what uh, the actual movie is about. I think I read that it was based on a book, which most things are. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand everyone's grievances with M. Night. He, he does have, like, his middle films mm-hmm. are definitely uh, lackluster. Uh, I still think The Village gets a bad rap that it doesn't deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that he's he's kind of still kicking and and hasn't gone mm-hmm. away because I definitely am enjoying his resurgence yeah. for sure. And his his I mean he's the reason I got into filmmaking in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know before I found his work, uh, all I thought was like films are only made in Hollywood except for The Blob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a mixture of The Blob and M Night Shyamalan kind of helped me realize yeah. um, that you can make movies in Pennsylvania, and I dig that. Yeah, it is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I've got today. I did see something else, but um, we're, we're just going to move on. We're just going to okay. move right on. So let's move on to the monster. Dogs don't got teeth like this. Man, you all right? Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, Emma, it's going to be a bit. daughter must confront a terrifying monster that... Fuck, dude, I did so good. Oh, so close. A mother and daughter must confront a terrifying monster when they break down on a deserted road. Directed by Brian Bertino, uh, written by him as well, stars uh, Zoe Kazan, Ella Ballantine, Aaron uh, Douglas, and there's like, I might as well read it, there's like three more people in here. Aaron Douglas, Mark Hickox, uh, Scott Speedman, Chris Webb was the monster, by the way, and uh, Christine Abadi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miko the wolf. Oh uh, yeah, Miko the, uh, <laughs> you know the actor. Yeah, the the, the good old actor Miko. So yeah, we've got uh, the monster. It's a uh, spoopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, as we discussed before, I watched this. I think I watched this two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after it came out, I, I can't remember exactly when. Uh, but the main reason I watched it is because of a twenty four. The secondary reason I watch it is Zoe Kazan, because uh, I love Zoe Kazan, and uh, I spoopy. <laughs> F- 
felt I felt worse about watching this movie this the second time than I did the first time. Um, yeah. Um, so, I guess we could start off on the fact that it was made by A twenty four, which I think we discussed after. I think it was distributed by A twenty four. I don't yeah, think it was it was made yeah, by them. It didn't it didn't have any logos or anything flashing that it was A twenty four. So, you might be right. Um, but I think I think we acknowledged that this was the reason you saw it in the first place after the podcast last, yeah. last week? Yeah, we did. Um, uh, c- uh, just confirmed A24 only distributed it. Okay. And it was in 2016, only like three years into their lifespan. Yeah. Or four years, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's the main reason I watched it, and really I wasn't that impressed. Um, no, it, uh, it's, it's definitely... I'll say I don't want to like bash it too bad. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's not really too much to say. It's not a long, crazy plot or anything like that where they land on a planet or anything. It's literally the plot is a girl and her daughter drive to go drop the daughter off at her dad's. Kind well, it's a little more convoluted than that, but <laughs> um, they're taking her to her dad's and they hit up air quotes wolf and you know car breaks down and next thing you know there's a monster in the woods and the monsters killing things yeah when they show up to help the the people yeah uh i personally feel like they showed the monster too much um you know it's it's in the beginning you don't see it too much you see it like just behind the little girl she doesn't see it you you just see like a shape but then it just turns into this thing where, like, they, they show it too much and you can tell it's just a person in a suit. Uh, like, the legs don't bend away that it would for an actual creature, um, you know, scientific or otherwise. It, it, it's it, there, it's very obvious that it's a, a person in a suit um, and it's, it's, it's a good suit. I'll give them that. Yeah, you could you could see that it was uh, inspired for sure uh, from a xenomorph, along with like a hybrid of maybe like a wolf or something like that. Yeah. So like, yeah. it definitely takes inspiration from that, but I mean, it it looks good. Yeah. Um, but that you're you're right in the fact that they do show it too much, which kind of takes away the fright of of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they like, if they didn't even show it at all, like uh, like the movie It Comes at Night, correct? Where like they don't even show the monster, like that would have been pretty cool. Uh, with it comes at night, I don't even think there is a monster. I think yeah, they, it's, they, it's just a disease. Fear that there's something out there, but you never see anything. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the the whole thing to me, you know, it's only an hour and a half long. To me, it felt a lot longer than that. Uh, it's it's a very slow paced movie that never really pays off, in my opinion. Uh, the acting is fine by Zoe Kazan and Ella Ballantine. Uh, I think the script is a little weak from Brian uh, Bertino, um, but it's it, it it keeps jumping back and forth between their current relationship and how they got there. But up until really the end, you don't see any reason why Zoe Kazan's character would do what she did for her daughter. You know, she in the end she sacrifices her for. Her herself for her daughter but there's no real build-up to that it's just kind of to, to me it just kind of happened and i know there's like motherly instincts and everything but like their relationship is awful throughout the entire thing and then you see this wonderful flashback at the end 
where they're having like this this kind moment and i feel like that would have been a much better thing when uh you know there's this point in the film where she's vomiting up blood she'd just been attacked by the beast she realizes she's not going to live and she realizes she needs to sacrifice herself die faster than she normally would for her daughter and they show just flashbacks of literally everything we've already seen but not the flashback that we see later after she's died that shows that they do they did have a caring relationship at some point and it just became you know strained um so i feel like the editing there is, is kind of choppy as well and it, it just it was just kind of i don't want to say it was a mess cuz it was a, a pretty clean movie but it's just yeah if there was just more s- substance there yeah like instead of just like what was that like if there's something more was added to it like uh showing that the the mother cared uh, at certain points instead of just having them have a shit relationship the whole time yeah like sh- there was like little moments where like she would like dry the kid off and stuff like that or mm-hmm. she there's just like tiny moments like she actually cared but like a lot of it was just them two fighting the whole time and just mm-hmm. coming at each other's throats and you didn't feel any connection there and you don't even and, feel the build up to those fights yeah. either they just and happen. for a good hour it's just kind of fighting and then at the last half hour you're this kind of little redemption thing happens but you're you're at a certain point you're already checked out yeah like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie i was checked out like a good portion i was like okay this is a uh, still going uh, yeah i mean it's like you no know, no again no offense to the the movie or what's there but like it just it needed more than what was there i agree um and I definitely don't think it would have deserved an hour and 30 minutes. A short film would have been cool from this. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a good 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but like an hour and a half of the same things we were kind of seeing over and over again. Lots of yelling and yelling. And then three people died, four people died. And then mm-hmm. uh, kind of ended. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. It's just it it felt like it was trying to say something deeper than it displayed. Uh, You know, I I kind of wonder if to them the monster was uh, Zoe Kazan's alcoholism, Uh, the character, obviously not Zoe Kazan herself. Um, and, And yeah, and I feel like it thought it was smarter than it is. And that's not to say that there weren't intentions to be smarter than it's portrayed but the way it's portrayed is completely lost on at least you and I and other people I've talked to about this movie. Uh, it, it doesn't read as something with some deeper meaning. Uh, it, it just comes at you like a, a basic meat and potatoes, daughter hates mother, mother hates daughter story, and then they're being attacked, and then boom, all of a sudden, they both realize they love each other with no rhyme or reason. Uh, and then, oh, the mother's dead. Okay, now here's the reason why I love her. Um it, it just it jumps around it, it it stays in the same place both thematically tonally and uh literally location wise and and character wise for so long that by the time it does change you just don't really care anymore uh there's there's no hint that there's going to be a change um they're both kind of jerks to the guy who's trying to fix their car, who ultimately yeah, ends Jesse up dead. Do? What did Jesse ever do other than trying to fix your car? They're honking the horn while they think he's under the car. And first, first off, off 
Fuck them for to that. Fuck that, yeah. Like, I don't care how long you've been there. He's trying to help you. Fucking patience. And then and then poor Jesse gets gets killed. Jesse is the only person who I wanted to be alive throughout the whole thing. Uh and and he wasn't, unfortunately. Um and you could tell they were bugging him, but he still never like showed that irritation to them. He, he, like he would just go, oh, Jesus oh, Christ, and then change his tone yeah, when talking yeah. to them. But yeah, I, I I think this movie could have been a lot better. I like the premise, uh, but ultimately, not enough change and transition throughout, and they show the monster way too much. Yeah, uh, those are my biggest takeaways from this. The acting's fine. The writing is severely weak, in my opinion. Uh, but Zoe Kazan and Ella Ballantine did what they could with the script they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's really, I don't really have too much to say other than that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, same. Um, even if we wanted to, this movie is so short enough and there's so little much, to talk about. Yeah, there's so little. It's, it's all in one setting. Like you said, it's, there's just not much mm-hmm. there. Um, so it's tough to even come up with more stuff than what we have already explained. So yeah, uh, the the strange thing to me is uh, the director Brian Bertino. I think it is. Uh, yeah, Brian Bertino. He directed The Strangers from two thousand eight, that home invasion movie with Liv that Tyler. Explains why that one guy's in there. Yeah, Scott Speedman's in it. Yeah, um, and and The Strangers is like a stressful thriller to watch and I just don't understand how he couldn't transition any of that. Maybe this was like his his script that uh the studios wanted him to make before he made his next movie, which is gonna be The Dark and the Wicked. Um which has a higher rating than this. So maybe that's it. I don't know why. You know Maybe maybe this is like an early like movie he had an idea about and just finally had a chance to make it. But yeah. didn't I don't know. This is like a high school. No, this sounds if bad. You, this is if like you, a high schooler made this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, if you, if you if you had a high schooler direct, but then like all of the technical departments were actual professionals, I feel like this is what you would get in return. Um, again, I know Brian Bertino is better than this because yeah. he's made he made The Strangers and his other film, The Dark and the Wicked, looks pretty good. Um, you know, even just looking at images, it looks it looks better than this. Um, so I know he can do better. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what fell through the cracks. Maybe there's a lot of studio involvement that forced him to, to cut it in a different way. Uh, I'd be interested to see if there's a director's cut in this. I don't know if I'd watch it, but it might be better than this, uh, if there is. So, cause there's enough there where it, it's, it, it interested me, but then not enough interested me to keep me interested for 90 minutes. But yeah, that's really all I got to say. Same. All right. So let's jump into the Judgment Glenjamin button. This is your pick uh, for our week two of the KFR Spooktacular. And I'm, st- I'm, I'm sticking with that name. Uh, so what do you think? Does the monster deserve to be on the KFR shelf? Um, I, th- I, think, I think we were pretty kind of blunt about how we felt about it. I think it, it definitely needed more work and definitely uh, could have used it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Shelf. 
I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, if I feel like if you're a bigger fan of horror movies, you might appreciate this more for the monster work and the gore work. Uh, you know, if, if you don't care so much about the story, which is completely fine. Uh, you know, people like movies for different reasons. But I wholeheartedly agree this does not make it onto the KFR shelf with the likes of The Apostle. <laughs> Handmade. <laughs> I can't so, not laugh at that. It's fun. I don't care what anyone says. If this annoys everyone, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, so that brings us to our plugs for next week. Glenn, what is your plug for next week? My plug is going to be a guy on uh, YouTube named Ryan George. Uh, he actually, I'm pretty sure, works for Screen Rant. And he, this is kind of like his own channel that he's got. And he just comes up with like these silly satirical or I'm sorry satirical like uh, scenarios of like the first man to ever come up with a name like their own name and like first guy to ever punch somebody or first guy to ever get drunk and just random like scenarios and it's just him and like then the other guy is like also played by himself and they're just funny like little banters back and forth with each other and like I don't exactly know what I'm feeling right now and he's just like I think I drank something and then I'm feeling this ew you felt things and it's just they're just really <laughs> funny just the way he does it it's, it's just hilarious I personally mm -hmm. recommend to you that you watch them okay I actually think you'd get a kick out of them most of them are only like max four minutes long so they're they're funny they're quick they're you get a good chuckle out of it um and there it is, Ryan George on YouTube. Hi. Hey, that's 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 my hat. This? Yeah, yeah, that belongs to me. No, this is my hat. I have it on my head. Yeah, yeah, but you took that from me. Yeah, I did. So now I have it. It's mine. But that 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 shouldn't be allowed. What do you mean? I liked it, so I took it and I put it on my head, and now it's mine. Oh no, I don't like this at all. Well, I don't know what to say here. You can't just take other people's stuff. Sure, I can. I took this hat. No, I mean, yeah, you can physically take it. Yeah, so there you go. But you shouldn't do that. That's my property. I own it. I know that that feels like something you're just imagining, though. You know? No, it's not imaginary. Well, yeah, because I took it, and nothing stopped me from doing that. So I think all that stuff's in your head. You know? Oh boy. This is this is nuts. Ryan George on YouTube. I, I've, I feel like I've seen this guy. I haven't watched him enough to like really know what his shtick is. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, so that's Ryan George on YouTube. My pick for this week, my plug for this week, is uh, I believe a few weeks ago, maybe even a few months ago, time is an illusion. Everything is blurring <laughs> together. It's a construct. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you recommended a video that was the best acting of either like the whole world or you know the past 10 years or whatever mm -hmm. i could be wrong i feel like you did though uh i'm going to counter that with the best of bad acting dad no <laughs> ali dad don't go in dad. there dad you didn't see anything dad how could you have done this jim i can't believe you committed suicide i cannot believe you committed suicide how could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't help you out of this one, Jim. With all we've been through, goodbye, my friend. Goodbye. Uh, that is on Chad Munch, uh, the channel Chad Munch on YouTube, the best of bad acting. Uh, it contains clips from Samurai Cop, uh, Troll 2, Bird, uh, Birdemic, uh, there's some Neil Breen moments in there. Uh, if you don't remember, we slightly discussed Neil Breen. Tommy Wiseau's in there. It's just classically. It's a 13-minute uh, video of just a, a whole bunch of bad acting clips. Uh, 
you you I was watching it before you said you were ready to record this. Yeah. And I'm only three minutes in and it's already hilarious. <laughs> uh, so I highly suggest everyone check out the best of bad acting on Chad Munch on YouTube. Got it. Uh, so those are our two plugs for this week. Uh, this week is th- we're leading into week three of the KFR Spooktacular, and that is the first horror Netflix roulette. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, we spin the Netflix roulette wheel, which is totally a real physical wheel and not mm-hmm, just some mm-hmm. internet software that I found. And we spin it three times and then pick which of those three films we would rather watch. So without any further ado, I will get to spinning. I have selected the genre horror on the wheel, not some internet website. Absolutely. And I am, I'm sorry, that was real dumb. <laughs> and I am spinning now. Real sounds coming. Bulbul. It's a Bollywood movie, I can tell you that much. It's B-U-L-B-B-U-L. Is that made in 2020? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. We should spin it again then. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, we don't do movies that have not been released for a year. So we're going to spin that again. The Super from 2018. Uh, it's got Val Kilmer in it, uh, Patrick John Fluger, Louisa Krauss. It is directed by John Rick, uh, written by John J. Mc- McLaughlin. And it is about a man who becomes the superintendent of a large New York City apartment building where people mysteriously go missing. That sounds like that French film Delicatessen that we it does. we talk, talked about. So uh, never even heard of this. Maybe it is a loose. It is rated R. Retelling, yeah, it's rated R. So as the super, uh, we're gonna spin the wheel again, and here we go. Veronica. It's a Spanish horror film. Full disclosure, I have seen this, but if this is the one we pick, I am perfectly fine with watching it again. Okay. Uh, it is written and directed by Paco Plaza. It is also written by Fernando Navarro uh, and story by Coral, Coral Cruz or Coral Cruz. It stars Sandra Escasina, Bruna Gonzalez, Claudia Placer, and Ivan Chavairo. And it is about a Madrid, 1991. A teen girl finds herself besieged by an evil na- supernatural force after she played Ouija with two classmates. Uh, yeah, that kind of nails it on the head. So mm-hmm. that is our second movie. Movie number three. Regini MMS 2. I think it's Bollywood. It is. Or maybe Italian. Holy shit. I'm glad I clicked on none of those. I just... I don't know how they spell, but that's all porn. <laughs> oh, th- is this porn too? <laughs> Hold on, let's see how the. I mean, granted, with how do you spell it regime? It is R A G I N I. Okay. Regini MMS two. Okay, oh, I found man. it now. You one letter off, and it's just straight porn. <laughs> Okay, Uh, it is about a sleazy film director's decision to shoot his latest erotic horror movie in a notorious haunted house angers the vengeful spirit of its past inhabitant. It is directed by Bhushan Patel. It is written by Tavia Bukwala and Isiti Moitra. It stars Sonny Leone, Sahil Prem, Parvin Dabas, and Sandhya Mridu. Uh, So that is Regini MMS 2, not whatever Glenn typed. Um, which was Regini MMS too. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a. It's a doozy. Quite. 
you know, um, I'm leaning <laughs> super, to be honest. You're with leaning you. the super? I haven't okay. seen, uh, when, when was this, 2017? I haven't seen Kilmer in anything since Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, and think. this, uh, when did this, this came out, 2017, unfortunately, I think he still had his cancer at this point, so his voice might be all fucked up. Mm. Um, but yeah, if, if you, yeah, we can watch that if you want. Uh, nope. I, I still think that you should watch Veronica at some point. It's actually pretty I decent. Mean, I mean, we can pick that. It's fine. I, no, it's your. It's up to you. This we're we're going to go with this. Uh, this is a both of us situation. It right is a now. both of us. <laughs> Um, All right, so next week's episode is Veronica. se creía que lo que ocurría en el cielo era un reflejo de lo que ocurría en la Tierra. Por eso se creía también que durante los eclipses la oscuridad reinaba por encima de la luz. Cerrar los ojos. ¿Hay alguien aquí con nosotras? ¿Quieres hablar con alguna de nosotras? ¿Lo has movido tú? So we are going to be watching Veronica, the Spanish film from 2017, directed by Paco Plaza, and that is going to be available on Netflix. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com, on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we discuss Veronica, which probably has some kind of Spanish accent on there that I can't do because I'm a st- Veronica. stupid American that can't pronounce things. Veronica. For, I can't roll my R's. It's, Veronica. It's just, it's just science. Science. I'm too... Science. Science of the tongue. Science of my tongue says mm. that I cannot do it. So goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, wait. Did, did we talk about being on KFR or Letterboxd? Uh, I, I think you went through all the motions there. On Letterboxd, I yeah, am yeah, Mike KFR. No, we did, we did, we did. Okay, cut that part out, Glenn. No, I will not, Michael. Glenn, cut that part out. Goodbye. Uh, adios. Adios. <laughs>